Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> episode of Hard Factor presented by the Barstool News Network. It is Florida Man Friday, June 26, 2020. And uh, we've got PFT commenter on the show again. Thank you, PFT, for joining. For Florida Hell Man yeah, Friday. we're on a streak here. Well, Hell yeah. A non-consecutive streak. It's like uh, Grover Cleveland's presidency. Two non-consecutive days back on, yeah. bar- or back on Hard Factor. There From the Part of My Take studio. Pardon my factor. Um, mm-hmm. But... You're, you're on back-to-back fun episodes because you did What the Fuck Wednesday. Now you're doing Florida Man Friday. Just like Grover Cleveland, really. Exactly yeah. like him. Um, mm-hmm. Except for I saw uh, one, one thing that's not fun, and that was the results of the ping pong uh, game you played right before We're we got right into, into this. It, huh? little... Well, wow. I just wanted to see, you know, uh, if, if you had any thoughts on the match. Did Honk fuck you up? How bad? I'm, uh, I'm disappointed mostly in myself. Honk played a great game. I'm not mm. going to point any fingers, but my paddle did go missing immediately before <sighs> the match started. Wow. I don't want to say that Hank placed it somewhere, but Hank was very quick to say, oh, no, the cameras weren't rolling in there earlier today. So I don't know. Did it, it, the it tech guy. Mm-hmm. Did it feel cold? A, uh, I still don't know where my where my paddle is. So I had to use a replacement oh. paddle. Uh, Hank also had a, a big advantage. He had Rhea in there, and Rhea is the honk whisperer. Hank, oh. when he starts to get down on himself, he can spiral real quick. And Rhea was there to talk him out of him and be like, Hank, you're doing just fine. Even when Hank was calling himself a loser and a That's fucking loser. That's not fair. That's not yeah. fair. So, um, I mean, credit to Hank. He beat me in, in seven games today. He was the better player overall. Uh, and now i got to think about it for a week and a half at least. That's rough. Well, I hope you find your paddle because uh, I, f- I feel like when you find the real paddle, there should, you know, maybe you could push for a rematch. I don't know. Do don't you know have a ping pong works. table in your house? I don't. I'm going to dust for prints on the paddle when I find it, though. Okay. I'm not giving up mm. on this. Yeah, there's right. more. There's more to be found out about this paddle. The saga of the paddle. All right. Well, the order today is PFT, myself, then Mark. So PFT, get us going with the Florida man stories. Yes, we're going to jump right in with Dallas Goddard. So he was punched. He was sucker punched. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, the messaging was very clear from the get-go. I don't know why, but every single report that came out about Dallas Goddard getting punched, whether it was from Adam Schefter, Field Yates, Ian Rappaport, you name it, the messaging was that it was a sucker punch. Right off the bat, there was no Dallas Goddard assaulted, Dallas Goddard involved in bar altercation. It was immediately... Mm -hmm labeled as a sucker punch. Then the video came out. Turns out it was a sucker punch. Good reporting by all those guys. Oh, good, good. job. Big J's. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, he, he got clocked pretty good. Didn't see it coming. He's okay right now, but the Florida man angle to the story comes in because 
it was a Florida man that sucker punched Dallas Goddard. Well, it, it, yeah. allegedly, uh, it was Kyle Douglas Hadala. And just reading that name, if I were to give you a power ranking of my top three names, most likely to be involved in a bar fight sucker punch incident, number one, Travis. Travis's okay. are always up to no good. Number mm-hmm. two, Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then number hmm. three, Kyle. Kyle, really? Kyle makes I, your top three. I would put. I like Travis and Kyle, but I would have put maybe a uh, any two consonants. Above right, Wayne. CJ, yeah. TJ, DJ, mm, something with yeah. a J. Yeah. yeah, good call. So, uh, but th- that would be like a first name and a middle initial. Like this would be mm-hmm. KD Hadala is what we could there call. There you go. Uh, yeah, DJ. DJs get involved. Their mouths write a lot of checks. Their body can't cash. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. This he, is, listen, yeah. the Eagles have enough uh, perennial Pro Bowl tight ends to get sucker punch. You know, every once in a while, though, that's they true. Too, oh, many, just, too many good tight ends. So you're like, a, really this care. is like a you're 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 spoiled with riches of tight ends. Absolutely. Like, ever since Brent Selleck, the Eagles have just had the best tight ends in the NFL. Is ever since Celery, as Andrew uh-huh. called him, because he always calls yeah. people na- names of food. The uh, the Chicago Bears could probably afford to have one or two of their eleven tight ends get in some bar fights. Now, if it was right. Eagles wide yeah, receiver, so Goddard's on, yeah, yeah who's was, on, who, Goddard's on the Bears. <laughs> no, no, no I'm Goddard's, Bears, Goddard's the Eagles. God, he's saying Goddard's Goddard is part of a, a criminally deep tight end base, but the Eagles receivers are not, and the Bears could use a tight end, is what he's saying. Well, no, the hmm. Bears they have eleven tight ends. They have eleven they, tight ends. What? But it's the old saying: if you have eleven tight ends, you don't have one. They don't really have a, mm. a standout guy. Um, so who is the their Bears, number one? The guy that broke his leg in New Orleans is that the? Oh, oh, like from three years ago? Yeah, is Zach that, Miller? Mean, no, I think I think Zach Miller. I think he retired after that. I think that was the uh, the end of the road for Zach. I sorry, I don't keep up with Bears tight ends very very closely. So. Wait a uh, minute, but, that was at my bachelor party. It sure was. Yeah, he, he was in the I hospital. He was in the hospital in. And, and then one of the people at my bachelor party, at which you guys were all at, separated his shoulder when we were like high on uh, synthetic marijuana, and he was in like the room next to Zach Miller <laughs> getting his shoulder. That's, really, that's yeah. a big Travis move too. Uh, <laughs> separating your shoulder when you're high on synthetic, when you're high on <laughs> yeah. K two, right? Yeah, he's filling out the admissions, the uh, the intake paperwork at the ER, and they're like, you can just leave the first name blank. We already know. Yeah. Hey, NFL tight end is a dangerous job. That's what I've learned from this uh, this segment. Yeah, I mean, not only was Zach Miller severely injured from that hit, but they didn't even give him the catch when he clearly caught the ball. Oh, it took like robbery. five yeah. steps. The ref was waiting for him to, to walk out of the operating room still holding the ball, and then he could signal a <laughs> touchdown. That was an all-time bad call. But yeah. apparently what happened in this bar fight was or the sucker punch incident at the zoo bar. And I, I'm reading that it's at the zoo bar. To me, that's like international waters. What happens in the zoo bar stays in the zoo bar. Yeah, uh, but that's fair. Uh, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, Goddard was there with some friends and family, and two guys kept saying disrespectful things. And Goddard went over to them, oh, and told yeah. them to chill, and got punched later for it. So I kept reading family maker. dinner. I kept reading like family dinner, but it was at one a.m., which is not a family dinner. Oh, well, I'm sure Gronks, he was for the Gronkowski family. Yeah. Is sure. I'm sure That's Goddard true. was just totally like composed. It was a you know, sucker punch at family dinner. About him. Him. Yeah. As somebody who's been sucker punched uh, at, at late in the evening, I would say this: to get sucker punched, that means you were so drunk that you didn't notice it was coming. So uh, that's generally how it happens. 
So I'm sorry for Dallas Goddard, but uh, you know, yeah, he might have said the bars are like, a dangerous place. Goddard might have said something at like 12:42 a.m. Yeah, that, yeah, that led, to, yeah. And then and then Kyle was charged with a misdemeanor as opposed to aggravated assault, uh, mm-hmm. and it actually comes down to the fact that the victim in the situation was an NFL tight end who's able to take blows and not get right. severely injured. That that led uh, to the decision yeah. to charge him with a misdemeanor as opposed to a felony. Uh, the district attorney even said if a person is fragile and a concussion could cause a stroke, that could be considered serious bodily injury. Do you think mm-hmm. that's fair? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I, think, I, I, I think, um, well, yeah, so if it's like Fred Davis or if it was um, Jordan Reed that got hit in the head, then I <laughs> – Yes, that's like an electric yeah. chair. Immediate. Not good, yeah. You're Judge, you're an executioner. Flip the switch on him. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. I, like, I like how the cops could just roll up and be like, uh, look at the jaw on that guy. That's not, a, that's, not, that's, not, that's not bodily harm or whatever the charge is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is, um, that is, what is it, North Dakota? Uh, South Dakota. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, uh, that's South Dakota law. The constable shows up and he mm-hmm. takes a look at your jawline. He's like, ah, oh, misdemeanor. I'd man, like to take man. a look at that guy's hand. It's probably mangled. It calls you a pussy. He's <laughs> like, you should, you should have probably... been able to take that hit. Yeah. yeah like if, it, if it's a really tough tight end, like Jason Witten, Jason Witten would have been charged with aggravated assault. Yeah. Uh, for hurting for the guy's hand. Yeah. Hitting the guy's hand with his jaw. That's right. <laughs> Goddard's exactly. bubble. Goddard's borderline. He proved he's right below Witten in the toughness there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The law works different down in Florida. All right. Uh, let's move it over to a guy who thought, he had committed the perfect crime, but it didn't turn out to be so perfect. So this one comes to us from Hardo Hive member Kyle, and that's not confused Kyle. It's a different Kyle. Okay. Uh, many Kyles in the Hardo Hive. And it's about a Florida man who's been detained uh, basically for trying to be too good of a guy, trying to be too good of a boyfriend to his alleged girlfriend. And it happened in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, just south of Daytona, where 22-year-old Robert Steinstra was apprehended at the municipal airport last Saturday after a concerned citizen flagged down the local cops that were outside of the municipal airport and reported that Robert had randomly hopped in the back of his truck and demanded a ride to the municipal airport for $1,000 cash. So this guy just hops in the back of the truck, has a duffel bag with him, says, take me to the airport, 1000 cash. And uh, that's no word if he paid the guy. But after he jumped out of the truck at the airport, that's when the truck driver flagged down the cops to say, hey, this crazy guy jumped in my truck, demanded a ride here to the airport, and he left his grinder, his scale, and his cell phone in the bed. Wait a minute. His cell phone? That's the Mm -hmm. worst part. That's pretty bad. I mean, all your identification. If this guy paid him $1,000, really, you shouldn't have narked on him. If he got a grinder... You don't need the cell phone, but if he gets free weed and a free weed device and a thousand dollars for a short ride, I don't think I'm flagging on the cops there. Plus, imagine the thrill of just having somebody get into the back of your truck and be oh, like, "Take me to dead. the airport. I need, yeah. I need to am scurry out of town pronto." <laughs> like that is that I would pay money for somebody to jump into the back of my car and demand that. That's as close as you get to feeling like you're in a movie. In fact, there should be an Uber, but the other way around, an Uber oh. for drivers who are looking to help people 
go lay low for a while. There you go. Yeah, you could even elaborate in the story and be like, he smelled like gunpowder and gold and treasure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you could just, you could just like, he had blood on in between his nut in spots you wouldn't even imagine. It's like, like the Bill yeah. Murray movie, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Like, you yeah. get paid to have a good, like, good time. Um, yeah, I don't think he paid him the cash, though. That's probably why he flagged down the cops, is mm. my guess. Is that, right. you know, this guy jumps out of his truck. He's like, I wanted a thousand cash. Cops, come, come out. Anyways, well, that's why you can you can rate him one star on your app. That's He's right. Bad passenger. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> in the good. future, exactly. In the future, good criminal, bad passenger. Robert Robert would have to register for the app in the future. So intrigued by this uh, this discovery of the grinder, the cell phone in the truck bed, the cops searched the municipal airport for Robert, and it didn't take long to find him crouching on the wing of an airplane uh, with his giant blue duffel bag in tow. Uh, and then by the time the officers got to the airplane. Robert was in the cockpit screaming at them, asking for directions on how to fly the plane. Uh, but then nobody answered him so at all. He, and he, why not? he jumped. <laughs> he, did, he did the same thing he did to the truck driver, to the pilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To the cops who were trying to arrest him. Uh, and then he had also asked an instructor like they, they were like, there was some flight instructor who was just like on the Teach tarmac. me how to fly. Yeah. <laughs> like on the, running to the plane. He was like. How do you fly this thing? <laughs> what, nobody will tell me. Tell me we find out what he was running from. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, so anyhow, uh, he jumped out of the uh, plane's emergency door into the cops waiting arms after they wouldn't tell him how to fly the plane. Um, yeah. And so uh, his duffel bag contained his ID, sunglasses, headphones, cigarillos, two lighters, a pocket knife and a laptop. And of course, uh, the, the customary meth pipe as well. Um, and then the pound, the pound of wheat. Uh, so uh, the the defendant stated that he purchased the aircraft for twenty thousand dollars. Is his story cash? Uh, recently, not That's that day, deal. but before, right before, um, and that he was going to fly the plane to California to meet his girlfriend. So he was flying the weed from Florida, where it's illegal, to California, where it's legal, to give it to his girlfriend because he's a legal medical marijuana distributor. So he was just trying to get to that ass and smoke weed with his girlfriend real quick. That's all. Huh. Yeah. I, I was wondering when the word meth was going to make an appearance in this story. And I, I'm <laughs> glad that, that it finally did at the end mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah, he was just trying to take the weed back home. He was trying to get the weed out of a dangerous place. He didn't want some kids to find it. So Good he point. figured he'd take it back to California where it was safe and sound. He That's probably also – he sounds like a, a like a good boyfriend, but the type of boyfriend that, like, forgets to check in a lot. So he probably was getting scolded for not checking in, and he was probably late, and she was yeah. like, hurry up. So he was in a rush. He leaves his cell phone everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's the biggest red flag of all. It's like <laughs> that's the one thing that you always make sure, like, if you don't bring your pound of weed and your gun and your laptop with you, at least make sure that you've got your iPhone. That's, that's right. number one. I think what really happened here was he – he probably stole this weed from somebody and then thought to himself, like, this is I gotta the biggest get treasure that I'll ever have in my life. What's my it's only one request? pound of weed? It's I got to get on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> he bit off more than he could chew. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Or maybe this is Carol Haskins' husband. I think so. Running from her. Yeah. I think he'd be recognized and he would have a dog collar on him. Self as well, probably. She wouldn't Two let him. Extra. She wouldn't let Two him. Tiger leave her scratches sight. on his legs. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. You know how some people. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Oh, hold oh up. you're still going. Hold up. This guy's yeah, still we, going. We got a, we got a little right. bit more. <laughs> Roberts held in Volusia County Jail on charges of grand theft, possession of paraphernalia, trespassing in, in an operational area. That's a, that's a pretty cool charge. Um, and then possession of cannabis, of course. Yeah. Uh, had Robert pulled it off though, 
and made it safely to his girl in California, he would have wanted to capture that moment forever. Okay. I mean, I'm talking that would have been picture perfect. I see where and you're at with this. Yeah, and that's why in a perfect world, the perfect gift is the thing that does just that. Capture the perfect moment forever. And that is paintyourlife.com. At paintyourlife.com, you can have an original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from a photo. Any photo you send them. And it turns out it's actually quite affordable. At paintyourlife.com, you get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo, any photo at all. Choose from a team of world-class artists. You select them yourself. Work with them until every detail of the painting is perfect. It's a user-friendly platform that lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait, and it takes less than five minutes to get the process started. It's a quick and easy process. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. That's pretty quick. Uh, you know, That's if you ask very me, quick. Like, it seems like a masterpiece should take longer than that, but they have super, super artists here at Paint Your Life. Send any picture, any picture you want, multiple pictures, uh, whatever you need. It makes the perfect birthday or anniversary gift. These paintings are truly incredible. Uh, when it's done, it's going to blow you away. And more importantly, it's going to blow away the person you get it for. At paintyourlife.com, well, of course. there's no hang risk. On, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. Have you, uh, I mean, g- giving someone the gift of a painting? Well, it's unprecedented. Yeah. For mo- I mean... It's ridiculous. Absolutely unprecedented, really. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, whatever you want, whatever you're going for with this, whether it's just to improve somebody's day or you have a little bit of an agenda. I mean, I don't know why you're giving the gift, but uh, you're going to get what you, you're on you're, easy you're street for. for at least two years with the person you give the painting to <laughs> easily at paintyourlife.com. There's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right. 20% off and free shipping. Uh, to get this special offer, text the word FACTOR to 64000. That's FACTOR to 64000. One more time, text FACTOR to 64000 and get your process started with PaintYourLife.com. Fuck yeah. All right, guys. You know how some people maybe take the coronavirus too seriously and others maybe not serious enough? You guys yeah. aware of this? Thing like like somebody that will scream at you for not wearing a mask, like when you're not standing within 30 feet of somebody. Right. And then and then other people who will like uh, try to shake your hand and, and like breathe in your mouth, hug you and call you a pussy if you don't hug them. Right. right. Like that. Um, well, this is the latter. Uh, and, if, and I'm going to do a Florida woman. Don't give a fuck about the coronavirus update in mm-hmm. Palm Beach County. Um, they just recently made uh, face masks mandatory this week after Florida had a large increase in, uh, in coronavirus cases, like a ton of ton of new cases. Texas well, and Florida. speaking of that, is it yeah. mandatory everywhere? Now? Mandatory in Nevada <sighs> starting today. Texas, right. yes. I think Governor Abbott made it mandatory in Texas, yes. Um, Florida, no. But in Palm Beach County, yes, which is the county that, that uh, this incident went down in. So they um, – what, what happened here? This did not go over well with some local residents who went to a public town hall to let the uh, county board members hear it. And luckily for you guys, mm. I've developed decent audio editing skills and I've collected uh, – I've mashed together a best of hits of the Florida Before women. you get going, Mark, I just yeah. got to say watching your editing skills uh, blossom throughout this process of doing the Hard Factor show has been one of the most personally gratifying experiences for me. I'm, he's all grows up. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Here you go. Let's let's see how I did. Still having issues playing things. There we go. It is appalling that each and every one of you sitting up there as human beings 
part of the human race, the only race that we have, would suggest to muffle people, to put masks on our face, to keep us from breathing oxygen. There's not enough to make this a pandemic. This is a planned pandemic. This is totally political and you know it. And I'm asking you to cease and desist from the political agendas that you're being propagandized to stand with and try to hold us hostage Thank as you. American citizens. Thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am. Knowing that that mask is killing people, it literally is killing people. And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Every single one of you have a smirk behind that little mask. Oh, is it because you're part of them? Thank are you, you part of the deep your state? Your time has expired. The deep state is going down. And if any of you are morning. in the deep state, you're going down with it. At the end. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't un wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. <laughs> okay, I'm on board with the last lady. I think that she made a lot of really good points. <laughs> yeah. And there it is. Well, the, well the, so are, so are the, all the people that applauded. Yeah, the crowd was yeah. the best part about that whole thing. How many <laughs> how many YouTube links do you think got shared amongst the crowd of that town hall meeting? Just like passed around. Oh. Just like people writing down in their synopads, like by hand, www you.tv. Oh my god. I, so you know many. what? You know what like I we, I think we've all gone to like a comedy show before. I can't tell you how much money I would pay to be like a bystander, a spectator at that town hall and like oh. maybe if we if you if you're allowed to like booze a little bit too and just like watch the town hall people being like, "Thank you, ma'am. Your no, time town is up, halls, Town Holy halls shit. and city councils severely underrated places for local entertainment. So I mean, entertaining. Yeah. You're talking about stand-up spots. It's basically a daytime stand-up spot. Like there's it's like this open guy. Mic. Yeah. yeah, it is. There's this guy in Reno. His name is Sam Dene. DNA Dene is what he calls himself. And he's <laughs> he's talking about how he should have been president all the time. It's amazing. Every town has got like a, a local personality at the at the town hall or city council that you can go check out. And it's amazing. I'm gonna start going. I'm gonna yeah. start going to him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't think you can beat that town hall though. Florida, by the way, reported five thousand new cases of coronavirus on Thursday and fifty one hundred on Wednesday. So maybe wear the masks. What do you what do you think, PFT? How's the how's the vibe in New York City compared to like a couple months ago? Uh the vibe in New York City is good. It's it's a positive mm. vibe up here. Uh mm. but I think that's because we're kind of on the downside of it. Hopefully it looks like Right. The numbers have all been trending in the right direction. Florida looks like they're just two, three months behind what New York City was. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know what the reason is, but it sounds like these people are looking at graphs and they're seeing that uh, death spiked once people started wearing masks and not not putting two and two together or putting two and two together too much and saying that the masks are the ones causing Whoa. the deaths. Spikes. Uh, well, the, Deep state. I think cases spiked. I I, I I I think recently I saw that deaths had actually reduced, even though there's new cases all the time. Um, uh, yeah, but but I agree. I mean, the the mass thing. I, I think it's just like uh, it's like uh, Americans are just like, you know, fuck that. I'm not gonna yeah. wear a fucking can, mask. Can I can I kind of get on my little soapbox and yeah. let you guys know what I've seen in America over the last ten years? As like 24-hour mm -hmm. news has taken over, uh, every time there's a crisis because we have we have so many more options for news right now. There's like unlimited channels that you can watch and they're all on 24 hours a day. You can find anchors screwing things up left and right. Even when we mm -hmm. only had four channels, 
TV anchors are not always the smartest people in America. They mess things up in, in live television all the time. Now we've just got tons and tons of ammo and clips that can be taken out of these shows. Fake news. Of, of news anchors unintentionally screwing something up and right. edited together into a YouTube video to make it seem extremely conspiratorial, if that's the word. I think that that's the word. Yeah. And then people can see, like, here's what they're trying to implant in your head. It's like, no, I think that overall it's a new virus. Use your head. People aren't going to get everything right about it. Even the doctors aren't 100% sure about anything related to this virus. We're all kind of taking guesses. And when For you sure. have all of these, like, foul-ups and, uh, and, like, very small things that, that newscasters get wrong – you can make people think a lot of bad stuff if you're good enough at editing software. So my question to you, Mark, is when are we going to start putting together some of those compilations, start making some fucking money on YouTube off suckers that will believe your conspiracies? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think you could do a lot of that with our show, um, and we'll do that soon. I mean you saw my work there with just the mashup of Palm Beach Women. And what I would like to say is while we're working on that project and taking the news with a grain of salt, I think that they should definitely have a 24-hour Florida women Palm Beach show um, reading off their opinions. Because I would yes. tune into that fucking thing all the time. It, um, honestly, that, that town hall <laughs> meeting sounded like something that was written for Pawnee, Indiana on Parks and Rec. Yeah, that right. was amazing. I would, I, well, if, I I had, would like, if I was I would bored, like, I would tune into that seven days a week. I'd like to see Alex Jones lead a roundtable of the of the the leading women in that community. And I feel like if you just got that together, you know, shared those ideas across across the table. Reality could, TV at its some... finest, Will. Mm-hmm. At its finest. All right, guys, let's talk about making some money betting on the news, though, uh, because we can laugh at the news. We can tolerate the news, but it's best to profit on the news. You like that? Uh, that's a, that, that one's on the house predicted as a little tagline. Um, so <laughs> if you want something else in the house, like a free 20 bucks, go ahead and sign up using our special promo URL of www.predicted.org slash promo slash hard factor 20. Go there, create an account, deposit at least 20 bucks before signing out. Voila, free 20 to bet on, no strings attached. Predict it's totally illegal in all 50 states. Today, the market I advise to get in on is will Trump grant clemency to Michael Flynn in his first term? It's at 15 cents for yes. 85 cents for no. And after consulting with our lawyer interns and Googling clemency, clemency can only be granted for someone that's convicted of a crime. Yeah. And the r- rules on this predicted market state that Flynn needs to appear on the official list of presidential pardons for this to resolve. Yes. And charges were dropped against Flynn. So it's a no for sure. Correct. It would have to be a new charge. It looks like which they one of the prosecutors was potentially going to do a a trial on July 16th where he might have gone for contempt, but even that's been canceled. So it'd have to be a brand new like hearing to give that's him a new charge. Cents. That's 15 cents. And then back. Trump would have to pardon that new charge that doesn't exist right now all in the next like four months. So I would say bet no for 85 cents to get to a dollar. What do you think, PFT? I would go no. Yeah. Well, Sound, sounds like a slam dunk. I mean, we 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 were questioning this one yesterday, I think, and then it, that that we ended up being correct. Got the charges the were dropped. Basically. Yep, got to the bottom of it. So if you want to make fifteen cents on the dollar, there, go to www.predicted.org/promo/hardfactor20. Boom. All right, PFT, bring us bring us to the last round. Bring us through. Yeah, we got a heist coming to you from Florida. And mm. if you thought that it was going to be anything but somebody stealing magnum bottles of wine, you are sorely incorrect. Uh, there is a, uh, a thief on the loose in Naples, Florida, and his preferred 
Uh, Destination of Strike is Tony's Off Third. It's a wine shop in Naples, Florida. And uh, there's a guy there who has been stealing bottles of wine by shoving them down their pants. And it is utterly exasperating to the owners. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to stop this guy. He's a master criminal. They Hmm. said it's the perfect crime. We don't know how he does it. He's obviously got a method. The methodology points to it being the same person. But he's struck several times. And he's putting – not only is he – just stealing wine from this liquor store by putting it on his person, but he's going for the biggest bottles too. So if it were wow. you or me, I think logic would dictate that we would look to the Franzia, unpackage it, strap the bag to ourselves, <gasps> and walk out looking like we're just we gained fifty pounds while we're in the store. We've got like seven boxes of sunset. That's efficiency because that's yeah. five bottles of five bottles of bag right just- there. Does this guy just exude enormous dick energy where they think he's got a magnum sized load in his pants so he, he's not stealing anything? I don't understand. Is he wearing uh, uh, parachute pants? Well, this is a this is a popular uh, theft method in Florida that we've that, that's been covered multiple times. I feel like there's a duct tape at the ankles. Where does the magnum go? I don't know, but it it sounds like it might be an inside job because they had two uh, Naples police detectives mm. conduct a stakeout at Tony's. So basically, uh, two detectives just hung out inside a liquor store all day, and mm. they looked for this guy. He didn't show up, but Stakeout. he had moved, he had moved yeah. along to a different wine store. Somebody tipped him off, and he stole $800 worth of wine from the Total Wine and More in Estero. Oh, well, Total Wine's a huge chain. They have cameras and shit. Is yeah, it, you got to be careful. He's getting greedy. He's going for the yeah. vault. So he's going to slip true. up eventually. So you're saying this man is still on, on the lam? Yes, he's still on the lam right now. They don't know his name, but he is a uh, he's a serial thief. But he is going to slip up. He's getting cocky. He's going to wear did shorts Did you catch any of his work on film? <laughs> did you Did you see any of it? Uh, no, I just saw a, uh, a still taken. He is wearing a mask, which, I mean, the mask situation is it's got to make for a field day for these mm-hmm. types of thieves, right? Like mm-hmm. this, you, if you wear a hat, sunglasses, and a mask into a store, it used to be they throw you out immediately. Now right. you can blend right in. Everyone's now you're a, a good Samaritan, right? It's a, yeah. it's a criminal's wet dream out there. But I, I read one of the things he stole was three, not three magnets, but three bottles at the same time down his pants. Like he's like, all right, have a good day. Clink, 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 clink. Like how, how, are, they, how are they not catching this guy? Like, yeah. I, so I don't get it. I don't understand how this, this, like uh, this variety of theft is so popular in Florida and so hard to diagnose. It seems like there's there, a lot of these guys get away with it. Yeah, and then if you go to the Southwest Florida Crime Stoppers Facebook page, which I need to immediately subscribe to, mm-hmm. uh, they, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, it looks like the manager said, I have to give him credit. This was a pretty ingenious way of stealing wine. They hadn't thought of the old uh, slip it down your pants routine. So that he's, oh, he's that, breaking that the was- new ground. Wow, that was the innovative approach that he did. The same way every kid has stolen every piece of candy for the. We have a rule at this wine store: is we don't look at people's genitals. Good for them. Good for them. But I think maybe you can you can start scoping out your customers if you're wearing long pants in a wine store in South Florida this time of year. I think that makes you a suspect. Good point. Mm -hmm. Cargos, sweatpants in the summer. Yeah, just uh, keep an eye out. All right. Let's move it on. Uh, this one, fellas, gets a little saucy. Um, <laughs> comes to, It's about a Florida woman in Odessa who is demanding a paternity test for her goats or she wants her money back. No questions asked. All right. 
Uh, Chris, you want to run that one back? Look, she's got goats. She's got baby goats and she's not happy with the result with, with their pedigree. All right. She she needs, she didn't breed the goats. No, her neighbor did. Uh, Chris Hedstrom filed the lawsuit. She is the goat owner, uh, against her neighbor, Heather Daner. And it seeks a DNA test uh, for the goats that she per- purchased. Hedstrom paid Daner $900 for five Nigerian dwarf goats in December. The names of the baby goats are Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margot. As in, like, Margot, but goat. <laughs> you get they it? sound adorable. Yeah, you have to dwarf, go... Dwarf goats? If you, yeah. If you're going to name one of them Margot, you have to make other goat-related puns for the rest of them. How do you how do you think the rest feel? Margot is clearly the favorite. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. You should have named at least one of them like Trash Eater or something like that to like <laughs> yeah. compete with Margot. R- Ramdy. Uh, <laughs> not even yeah, not even the right species. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chris tried uh, to register her kids. I think that's the name of baby goats with the American dairy. That's very confusing. Kids, yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, why do you name it the same as as humans? Well, that's why I'm confused too, because the paternity test thing. I don't understand why she's getting a paternity test. For goats, goats are a lot like people. That's what they're saying. But this is I'm about to explain it. Chris, that's the buyer, Headstrom. Mm-hmm. She tried to register the the kids, the baby goats, with the American Dairy Goat Association (ADGA), uh, a group that records goat pedigrees, of course. Um, and registered goats have a much higher value than unregistered goats. I mean, obviously. So we've got a problem. Hedstrom can't register her goats because the ADGA is saying, like, look, uh, your neighbor, the Daners, their their farm that sells goats, Baxter Lane Farms, even though they've been selling goats for 10 years, they're not registered anymore with the ADGA. So fuck off with your baby goats. They're not registered. They're not full registered ADGA goats. Okay, pers- for, for a second, when you were when you were getting in the meat of the story, I thought that the implication was that the Mainers went out went out back and jacked off one of their bad goats instead of one of their good goats into like a little vial, and mm-hmm. then brought that over. And I was going to say that doesn't make any sense. If you're going to be jacking off a goat, it might as well be a, a registered goat, right? You don't want to get near the mangy ones. But I get sound- it. Yeah, it, it sounds like the update here is that the goats were delivered to the neighbor already as kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, okay. c- I could picture it as like, yo, you want these prize winning goats? This champion goat. And he's got like a fake sash saying right. like champion, but he's just like the worst goat of all time. You guys are <laughs> on to something. That's why it is the paternity test that's being requested, because there is some question about the father. And perhaps the Baxter Lane farm has one goat that could be considered uh, to be a, a proper sire for the ADGA. But. We don't know the, the very, very details of the case. Hopefully we find them out soon. Daner, uh, <laughs> the, the, the proprietor at Baxter Lane Farms who sold the goats, offered to refund the money in exchange for the baby goats, you know, as in to uh, cancel out the sale. Uh, and uh, that the buyer says, no, I want to take this to court. Uh, and, mm. and Hedstrom, uh, like I said, does not accept that offer and has called the police on her neighbor, I'm taking uh, your goat times. Court. Yep, just for three months straight, and has allegedly trespassed on uh, the farm of the sellers, and is just basically terrorizing them. So it's trouble in Odessa, Florida, to say the least, fellas. Mm. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, it is the perfect crime, though, because I, I bet you could pass off a non-pedigree goat ninety-nine times out of hundred. 
and never have anybody say a word about it. So, oh, yeah. um, I guess they just they ran into the wrong customer. That goat, he's a fine goat. He's like got a cross eyed. He's slow. He's well, it's like. <laughs> It's uh, like the puppy sales, right? Like, you, you, like if you sell puppies, like people, a lot of people, are like, oh, you could register with AKC. That's like the dog version of this ADGA, and I'd say half the time, probably, they're just hoping you don't try to that's, register. That's what I was about to ask. What percentage yeah. of goat buys go go wrong or go, go wrong? wrong. <laughs> I, I would say I would say probably a, a very high percentage, larger yeah. than you might think. <laughs> I think you're, so too. If you're in the goat dealing industry, you've seen some shit go down once or twice. I like that they they ran into the uh, the agricultural Karen, who's like, I yeah, want exactly. Let let me talk to your manger. Yep. Yeah. That's what this exactly. is. It's a, it's a Karen on the loose, a Karen with kids. She should have known better trying to buy goats like it would go well. All right, guys, <laughs> let's let's end it with some voicemails and five stars reviews. First up, uh, Wex is back with a Florida man field report. So listen up. Hey, Hard Factor boys and Hardo Hive Hardos. This is Wex from Indiana, and I'm back with a Florida Man Friday special edition of This Week in Dumb Criminal History. Not all of us can be an IndyCar or a NASCAR driver, but this week in 2013, one 19-year-old in Pensacola, Florida, had some real struggles behind the wheel of a car. During an attempted carjacking, Antorin Bell, who goes by the name Chief Keef because that's his favorite rapper, held a woman at gunpoint and demanded that she get out of her car. The car was found roughly a mile away from the scene, though, because unlike good race car drivers and anyone over the age of 40, Bell was not able to drive a manual transmission on the car. In other words, he pulled up with the stick, but he couldn't pull away because it was a stick shift. Question for the boys. Can any of you drive manual, and which one of you is the best? Well, I'm Wex from Indiana, and that was a Florida Man Friday special edition of This Week in Dumb Criminal History. And remember, please don't be as stupid as these criminals. There you go. Um, Thanks, thanks Wex, for the report. Can you guys drive stick shift? Uh, I can, I can drive it, but I'll definitely stall out within probably less than a mile. Yeah. It's a no for, it's a no for me too. I learned how to drive on a stick shift. Um, PFD, you probably learned how to drive in the same model car, probably, um, uh, the old Toyota station wagons, but, uh, but yeah, I have a Um, similar story minus the crime aspect and the carjacking, um, long time ago, like, uh, in, in, maybe 50, almost 15 years ago at this point, uh, I was leaving a bar with a, with a lady friend and nice. was going back to her house, but I was slightly less drunk. Uh, we don't like to drink and drive on the show, but I was going to drive her home and she found out when we were in the car that she had stick shift. And I was like, well, I'm not going to like not sleep with her. So I, I had her drunk ass drive. Because <laughs> I couldn't drive stick. Whoops. Sorry, I can't do it. Yeah, I was like, you're going to have to drive that is um, getting a, getting a car with manual transmission is a stronger anti theft deterrent than the club low yep. jack oh, any yeah. sort of GPS service you could ever get nowadays. I w- I would say the vast majority of criminals would be perplexed looking at a stick shift. It's I, a very good point. Just buy yeah. a stick shift. Don't even I could drive waste your money on that other stuff. around a parking lot like uh, when I was like fifteen. But now, no way. Could never uh, drive it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Last voicemail uh, tonight because we're running out of time. Couldn't get to the Dutch Hammers. Uh, love you, though, Dutch Hammer. Maybe we'll get to it uh, next week. But this last one's from Bob the Ripper. And a real quick summary, uh, PFT. Bob the Ripper uh, had called in and asked for advice because he's in a very small office of four people. And the bathroom is in the middle of the office and everyone can smell it and see it. It's like a glass yeah. deal. And so he wanted to know if he should shit in his office or not. And we had a whole ordeal with that. So now he's got a new question about work. 
going on, boys? Bob the Ripper again. Uh, I figured since you guys were so much help with my last workplace dilemma, I'd throw another one at you. So this time, uh, my coworker invited me over to his house for the fourth because I uh, made the mistake of telling him that I didn't have plans, which is cool. It's really nice thing to do. But the thing is, is he has 18 arrests. He's only five years older than me. He's got three kids. Now, I'm 24, and as you guys know, I started this job like a month ago. And he's a nice enough guy, and he's a fucking incredible salesman. But I just don't know how I feel about going to his house in South Michigan with my girlfriend for the fourth when, you know, he's got quite a record. Um and I don't even know what they're for. Like, it was, it was kind of a situation where my boss, like, had to tell me. And when I asked him what they were for, he just, like, didn't answer. So, uh, yeah. Let me know what you guys think and, uh, keep on doing what you're doing. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Well, first of all, he's absolutely getting arrested again this weekend. It's the 4th of July. That yeah. is oh, the yeah. one time a year when uh, if you've got 18 arrests on your rap sheet and you've been trying to play it straight for a while. Tack another one on. A long weekend like that, it's it's going to lead to nothing but trouble. But before he gets arrested, you'll probably have a great time. <laughs> That's yeah. true. 14 of the 18 arrests have definitely come on the 4th weekends. Um, yeah, it's a great point. Bob the Ripper has like a very small office of like four or five people. But what an interesting office. Like, you know. I would say with Bob, um, I agree with PFT. You're going to have a good time. What you should do here is you need to use your Googling resources to figure out what these charges are, uh, because I'm sure there is some somewhere mm. where you can locate those good records. Point. And, and then after that, you know, just uh, go and go and bear witness to whatever happens this 4th of July. It's going to be more fun than sticking at home or whatever, like, you know, social distanced watching fireworks. Are you telling me that? That's going to be more fun than going over to no. this guy's house. And yeah. no, and I'll, great points from both of you. I also think that you're going to find out from him, from the horse's mouth what the 18 charges are after a few drinks at his house. For so sure. if you really want to know, go ahead, go ahead <laughs> and, and go on over. <laughs> if you're still a little bit afraid of what might happen, just go into your boss's office and say, hey, uh, I've been invited to go over for the fourth with this guy. Should you I don't have to say anything yeah. about his past, but do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. Good. Then it's good on the points. record. Yeah. Good points. Can't beat that advice, Bob the Ripper. All right, let's end it with some five-star reviews. Remember, if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the air. Anchorman teleprompter style, go fuck yourself San Diego style. Has to be five stars, though, for us to read it. Here we go. From French Fry, 2595. It says, top tier. Listen to this every day before work, and it's lit. Thanks, French Fry. From Karen's, uh, Karen and Kaysen. It says, spotted the rare female listener. Oh, okay, good. Uh, she says, hello, gentlemen. I am of the rare demographic uh, listener profile being a 40-plus female in Georgia, and I uh, am a huge fan. I grew up listening to a radio uh, I grew up listening to a radio station in Orlando, Florida, where 90% of the shows were dudes like you talking about related and unrelated news topics. I love your spin on the themes of the daily show. I am putting, and I have to like find the rest of this. Sorry. Hang on. Long one. I, I, while you're looking, yeah. first of all, I'm very excited about being compared to an Orlando, Florida morning DJ. 
That's right? the best yeah. compliment I think I've ever been paid. So hang on. That's hang a major on. market. Yeah. I mean, here we go. You know, Orlando, it's like got one of the biggest international airports where it's cheap flights for Europeans. So Orlando is a good place to go if you want to hook up with a European who's on vacation. Good in point. the Chili's, in, in the escalator up to the Chili's. Also, yep. I, I feel like Orlando morning shows would be mostly just the weather because it's just people in their cars trying to figure out if it's <laughs> nice enough to go to Disneyland. If you're going to go to the beach or Disney World. Good point. Yeah. But it is it is really true about the European things. There's like two places to go. It's like New York and Orlando for the whole country. Um, uh, all right. Here goes. She says, I love your spin on the themes of The Daily Show. I am putting in the work and watching your YouTube to see the boys behind the mics. Thanks for the giggles. No, thank you, Karen and Kaysen. Uh, and lastly, yeah. Great d- Daily Dose of the News is the title from the BK Burger. This podcast is great because it brings a bit of humor to the news. It's not a long podcast, but gives great insight to both the serious and funny stories. And now I'm going to put PFT on the spot because this one didn't really particularly say that he wants it to be longer. He just mentions that it's not a long podcast, but oh, it is a point of contention. Discussion. It is a point of contention Ooh. on the show between um, some some of the hosts and some of the listeners whether the show should be you know as long as up to a 45 minutes to an hour, or should stick to 30 minutes. What say you, PFT? I think that the show is good for people that have shorter commutes. There aren't a lot of options for folks. If their Mm -hmm. commute is, you know, 10 to 30 minutes long, they might have to divvy up one of their podcasts, listen to some of it at the start, some of it at the end. Um, I can't think of another daily news show out there that is designed to be short, impactful, and get everything that you need to know in the morning. There's none. There's none. Zero. So uh, listeners out there that want us to do longer shows, you heard it from our boss's mouth who hired us to do a short show. Um, and that's going to do it for Hard Factor. If you want a also, longer wait. show, yeah, if you want yeah, a longer show, we're on Sirius Satellite Radio for an hour <laughs> from 11 to noon, Monday through Thursday. Radio is off, I believe, for Barstool completely next week up until the 4th of July. On the 6th of July, Monday, we will be back Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to noon, with an hour of original content. So we're going to try to keep the podcast closer to 30 minutes. It went a little long today. Sorry about that. But get your serious subscription. Uh, and then, oh, we're also on Barstool Breakfast for most of it tomorrow. Uh, or today. It's Friday. Uh, today, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So check that out. So you have Florida Man Friday. Then you have Gentleman's Friday. Oof. It's just what a, what a Friday. Yes, mm. uh, and check out the YouTube. Leave us a five-star review. PFT, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having what, me, guys. Anytime. Also, yeah. PMT. What's on PMT tomorrow? What do we got? Uh, today on Part of My today. Take, we've got Jay Cutler discussing the ongoing mystery of what is happening to his chickens. There have been Ooh. chicken murders going on in the backyard of the Cutler estate. And we have Eric Andre talking about his new stand-up special on Netflix and his TV show on uh, Cartoon Network which you might have seen or at least seen the gifts from. So tune into those tomorrow. It is a great episode of Part of My Take. After you're done listening to The Hard Factor, listen to Part of My Take. Two huge guests, Eric Andre. How's Cutler so doing? Is he doing okay with the whole, he you know? Looks great. The, looks great? Okay, good. Good for him. All right, well, that's going to be for Kristen us. Maybe Kristen that was killing his chickens. That's Maybe she's maybe she's the angry one, yeah. Plot twist. I'm going to have to put together a serial podcast uh, to really – dive in deep on, on the mystery of the slaughtered chickens. We need to know what's going on. Keep in touch with Tutler, Cutler. Find out. Hey, everyone, have a great fucking day and weekend. See you later. Yeah. I wear my sunglasses.